What's up, sports fans? Welcome back. This is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. This is webisode number 70. We are coming at you after a one-week hiatus. Adam Hernandez, our host, is feeling much better. He was a little bit under the weather last week, and the show cannot go out without (laughs) our captain, producer, and host. We are here with Tip and Lickless. There's no intro today. The Majors lockout is officially over, but my contract has not been officially picked up yet, so there will not be an intro. It's on the floor. It is day 2,245 in the search for Tim Shovel though. Here's Adam Hernandez. Well, that's your fault. You haven't ratified your contract yet. Yeah, I I didn't know what that meant, (laughs) so I couldn't. (laughs) Can you ratify your contract, uh, Squirrel? Yeah, I would, but... Uh, doesn't doesn't Congress have to do that? <laughs> Does, yeah, it has to go through both chambers. Then right? it'll never be ratified. <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. That, that's useless. Anyways, <laughs> welcome everybody to The Majors Live, episode 70, um, right here on TheMajors.net, 734-259-4941 is the number to call in, or you can text in at 734-273-9982, leave us feedback on our Facebook pages as well, facebook.com slash TheMajorsX or facebook.com slash... TMSNX, um, in light of the NFL lockout officially being over, the TMSNX Girl of the Week are NFL cheerleaders, so make sure you go and check that out on our website, thematers.net, and uh, you can see some um, some of the better pictures of some cheerleaders She's, she's gorgeous. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Yeah, well, that's only one of them. They're they're all different on there, so you can go on and you get. Uh, there's more. Yeah, there's more. There you could go on our website, and check yet it out. There's more, and yet there's more. Yeah, so um, Lions fans out there, if you never, oh, if you did okay, want, it's not just one in it. Oh, I, I, it's not just one chick. Not just one chick. Oh, okay, that one you had up. Was, oh, yeah, she I was know. Gorgeous. I said that. I said that one is the default picture oh, okay. for the site. Yeah, her name isn't NFL cheerleader. <laughs> I didn't care what her name was. She has I, a pers- name? I actually really like that picture because you couldn't see her face. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hear her talk or see her face. So That's right. She was beautiful. That's why she's a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, it was a very nice picture, though. And, you'll, and you can see the picture that Squirrel's talking about, too, if you go to the website. That's the default picture that I set because that was my favorite one, too, out of all of them. Um, you know where you wouldn't see him though is uh, Ford Field during a Lions game. Yeah, I know. Just you know, that's they're just like tickling your balls a little bit too during that uh, during that Monday night game when the Vikings were playing oh, the yeah. Giants and that makeup because the Vikings cheerleaders were there and I remember sitting there watching you know because we had sat up way up high because it was first come first serve and you know that still they had the Vikings cheerleaders out there after. You know, during the commercial break or you know during a timeout, it's like why, why are the Fords being such bitches here, and why can't they just get cheerleaders? I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, they used to be gross about it and have you know high school cheerleaders when the Silver Dome was there, and they used to have like you know like sixty year old guys sitting there drunk and you know drooling over these you know these fourteen year olds. Is that really it what resembles they- that remark? <laughs> Yeah. Is that really what they used to do? Yeah, they used to have high school cheer. Like, yeah, like at each each corner of the field, um, obvi- obviously on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have a different uh, cheerleading squad from no area shit. high schools. Yeah, they yeah, and then they'd have the you know the girls sitting there twirling the uh, the baton and everything, and it was just, it was just really really lame. It was awesome. It, it was sounds just- all right, honestly. 
Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was lame in the sense that they should have an actual NFL cheerleading squad out there instead of uh, instead of cheerleaders. And it's and it's and it's still. You told lame. me off air was lame because it wasn't dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's and it's still and it's still lame now because now the Lions have unofficial cheerleaders, the Detroit Pride cheerleaders, where they just sit up in the stands and do cheers from the stands. Yeah, which that's awesome. Yeah. We have that sweet band, though. We have the sweet band, yeah. That's I, I guess down the field. Yep. That's so awesome. So, and I forget who else doesn't have cheerleaders. I think I don't think the Steelers have cheerleaders. I don't think the Packers have cheerleaders. No, I don't play Packers. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's outdoors. Well, have you ever seen Green Bay? I, I wouldn't think yeah, they'd no. be able to get anybody in that town. To... They could just get the cowboy rejects. <laughs> There's bound to be dozens of them. Uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and get to our rapid roundtable segment here. Um, probably won't be able to get through all of them, but we'll do our uh, we'll do our darndest here to do that. What's since. the fan question this week? Oh, I'm sorry. Our fan question this week. Thank you, Tip. Um, see, I'm trying to get back in the loop here. Uh, are you satisfied with Roger Goodell as the NFL commissioner? Um, what do you think of his – what's his approval rating? Obama gets an approval rating. Roger Goodell should get an approval rating, too. And I want to know what your approval rating is of, of Roger Goodell as the NFL commissioner now that the uh, NFL lockout is is over. So give us your feedback on that. Call in 734-259-4941. You can, uh, you can text in. You could at 734-273-9982. Leave us feedback on our Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash TomatoesX. Facebook.com slash TMSNX. But we're going to go ahead and get into our rapid-fire roundtable segment. Um, first on the list here, we're going to do a little bit of catching up. Some of the stuff may be, uh, may be some old news to all of you out there, but uh, since we weren't on last week, we're going to, like I said, do some catching up. Uh, Tiger Woods fired his caddy, Steve Williams, um, I'd say about a week and a half ago. Uh, Steve Williams with him for a very, very long time. Um, I believe it was, what was it, like 10 years or something like that. Decides to get rid of him. I can see why he got rid of him, just because, obviously, Tiger's not doing very well. And it's just like, uh, well, I mean, it's just like, it's just like a, you know, firing a head coach, in a sense. Uh, you know, you're not doing well. Your team's not doing well. So, you know, you fire a head coach to maybe shake things up a little bit and bring some new ideas in. Um, I could kind of see that's what Tiger Woods did here, maybe in a sense, to maybe get some new ideas, something different going. What Steve Williams had a problem with was the timing, and I guess I have kind of a problem with the timing as well. Um, I mean, we just uh, finished the British Open here, so why couldn't he fire him, you know, more towards the beginning of the season here? So why don't we go ahead and Because he had to figure out who to blame for his problems, and this time it's his caddy. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with that, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I, I think this is a great move. I mean, I think it's this obviously was his caddy's fault. 100%. Everything was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, everything was. Yeah, this is totally his caddy's fault. Um, the girlfriends, the yeah. affairs, the yeah. car the, accident. The injuries. Right. Yep. You know, yeah, it's, yep. yeah it's, it's his fault. Well, Tiger obviously hasn't done anything wrong yet, according to his mind. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. No, it's a great move. Now he'll be fine. Oh, he's going to be awesome. Expect him to win the yep. next major. He... Mm-hmm. he uh, doesn't okay. play him. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> play him. <laughs> no, uh, just agree with you, Tip. I think, like, I, I think it makes him look like an asshole. Yeah, 
and I've always kind of defended Tiger Woods. Yeah, no, you have. You've this, been a big Tiger defender. He, uh, he's looking like an asshole in this one because he's that typical guy, that typical alcoholic or drug addict who refuses to admit that something's wrong with him. Sure, that it's their fault. Yep, and he's doing the same thing. It's always somebody. He's, what is he now? He's fired his caddy. He's fired his uh, ad agency, <laughs> mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so who else's fault is it? <laughs> Do you know? think this guy will get another job as a caddy? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. He, was, he was already caddying for some, somebody else. I can't remember the golfer's name, but he was doing some caddying for somebody else. I would hope he so. He didn't like <laughs> sitting home. What was that? He didn't like sitting home. Yeah, he didn't like sitting at home. And <laughs> Look how long it took Duff to get a new job, about a week. Oh, yeah. When he fired Duff. And yeah. Who was, uh, oh, yeah. Um, who's the guy that just won, a, he won the cup last year for... The $10 million cup. David. Uh, Davis Love? No. Um, <laughs> Jim Furyk. There you go. No, oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember a David out there. No, I'm sorry. It's Jim Furyk. Yep. So, anyways, Tiger That's Woods right. uh, fires his caddy and, um, you know, looks like an asshole. I totally agree with you, Tip. Um, Timberwolves in talks with Larry Brown. I think that this uh, pretty much shows how crazy. Uh, David Kahn is up in uh, in Minnesota to even be considering getting Larry Brown aboard because you'll probably have Larry Brown for, oh, I don't know, maybe about a season, a half a season before he decides he doesn't like coaching in the NBA anymore and he decides he may, oh, let's see, I want to maybe, I've never coached in high school before. So maybe I should go and try that. That looks like a lot of fun because that's exactly something that Larry Brown would do. Is, 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 is David Kahn continuing to make himself look more and more like a moron by wanting to bring Larry Brown? I think he's trying to sell tickets. To what games? <laughs> <laughs> Larry Brown's probably going to be dead by the time the NBA gets back in order. Seriously. I mean, I won't, seriously, I mean don't get me wrong. It's obviously, Larry Brown was a really – he was a great coach, but – He's got to be pushing 80. No, no. He's like 70. Is that it? Early 70s. Oh, I thought he was like 78 years old. No, he's not that old. I I never had a problem with, I guess, Larry Brown's age. It was was just him being totally flaky and and totally unpredictable. I mean, you never knew what Larry Brown was going to do. I mean, we, we saw it firsthand here in Detroit. I mean, this guy would, you know, he, he started he started flirting around with the New York Knicks, and it pissed off Bill Davidson, which I don't blame Bill Davidson one bit. And then what happens when he went and got that job at the new, with the New York Knicks? Oh, you know, this is where I want to be. You know, this is this is my dream job. And and how long is he really going to last? In well, he's not going to last long. But I think the reason they're hiring is to sell tickets, trying to get. And a, I agree. And they're getting a face for their franchise since they don't have one. Yeah, I, I just I just think it's an awful move though because you got to get somebody in there that's going to be sustainable for a, a longer period of time. Oh, I agree with you. I'm just so, saying right now it's a quick fix. But I, I think this is this is more of a testament to how stupid David Kahn is and and how he is probably. I mean, people in Detroit complain about Joe Dumars. You go up and you try being a Minnesota Timberwolves fan with David Kahn running the show, and then you come back and you tell me. If you have any more problems with Joe Dumars and the way that he's running the Pistons, because David Kahn is an absolute again. David, David Kahn, Kahn never drafted Darko. I'm just saying. Yeah, but he went. Yeah, but he, he signed he, him he for si- a ridiculous <laughs> contract. <laughs> they should have a fight about it. <laughs> yeah, there was at least a few people that thought Darko <laughs> might be good when Joe D signed him up. Everyone knew he sucked. Exactly. He went to Minnesota. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, they'll be tied for life. Next up, it's just funny though how Joe will, Joey D will always get trash for that the most. Oh god, I mean, that yeah. might just be because we're in Detroit and that's where we hear it. But I mean, that's, I mean, he'll get trash for it more than anyone. Where it's like, well, mm. at least he was seventeen years old when <laughs> Joe D. Exactly. Um, the Tigers uh, make the first uh, somewhat big trade in. Uh, in Major League Baseball prior to the deadline. That's something we talked a little bit about last night on uh, around the Diamond. Uh, but Tigers acquire Wilson Betamend, and I think the the bigger thing that came out of this is what happened after the trade. Tigers designate Brandon Inge for assignment, sent his contract to um, to Toledo, the Toledo Mudhens. And as of today, Brandon Inge is officially a Toledo Mudhen. Nobody picked him up, which is pretty much... Uh, Pretty much expected, considering he's making $5.5 million this season. I believe he's going to be making $5.5 million next season. And after that, I think there's a club option on there. Um, Brandon Inch simply wasn't performing. And to tell you the truth, I'm sick of the all of everybody loving Brandon Inch and wanting him to stay on the roster simply because he's a nice guy. He's a community guy. So let's have let's have him continue to hit. Uh, what was he hitting, Tip? Uh, 078. 078. So that, that's good enough because, you know, he does plenty of stuff in the community, and he's a nice guy, and he's a class guy, which I kind of question a but little he's bit. he's so great in the field. Oh, wait, no, that's right. <laughs> he's not- sucked at that lately, too. <laughs> See, that, that's what <laughs> See, we talked about last night, screwing all seriousness, is you, you could. You could tolerate You could tolerate hitting. something, but he, he wasn't even playing good field, though. True. It's a shame, and, and I, I made a point last night, and this, this does happen, especially in baseball. 34 seems to be this magic number sometimes in baseball, and I don't know what it is. A guy turns 34, and some of these guys just lose their skills literally like that. And I just wonder if Brandon Inge is one of those guys. Because, you know, and I'm not going to take shots at him like Adam likes to take shots at everyone. <laughs> he is a good guy. No one wishes this for him. No one. you got to remember the one thing when Brandon Inge – isn't hitting and isn't feeling that hurts the Tigers and if you're a Tiger fan that you know you, you want them to win and uh, I don't think it was any mistake at all this weekend that when Brandon the Brandon Inge thing finally ended the Tigers actually looked good had a spark in their or jump in their game I think a lot of it was a lot of pressure was off the whole team including Brandon that he you know they finally had to do this I say good riddance I can understand it. I've, you don't have to be a dick about it. I mean, this guy, this guy bitched and whined when Pudge came here. This guy bitched and, and whined when Miguel Cabrera came here. But he's a team guy. He's a he's a he's a he's a classy guy. He's a team player. So let's love him. You're Something. gonna make me defend Brandon. I, Inge, and that I, is I personally really hard. actually, I hope he fixes his swing, and he comes back and plays well. Either that, or I hope. I still think he can make an be a National League ball player if sure. he's if he's healthy and he hasn't lost his skills. I think he still would be a good fit for National League. Team. Well, the main problem with Inge right now is his contract. Right. If Inge was making, I mean, he's he was making one point nine. He would have been picked up. Yeah, absolutely. Five point five. I mean, when we signed him for what it was, it was what a lot of teams do, and it's just kind of like the thanks for still being here and thanks for you know not you know. For trying, basically, because he was here through when Tigers were the worst team, maybe in the history of baseball. So when we signed him, it was much. It was a. It was too much back then. But I mean, that contract just has to go if he wants to stay. I mean, he might retire. He's already made enough money to be able to be fine. But if he wants to stay in baseball, he's got. They got to get rid of that contract. And, and and the thing is, I know we're over this time limit thing, Adam. But the, the reason why, and I I know what you're saying, and you know you, you know I'm teasing just like you do, but. 
the reason Brandon and this whole thing was a story is because he's been here forever. He was here when they were the worst team in baseball. He was through thick and thin, and he had a you know two or three pretty good years here, and people like that, and he's you know people dislike him. So you got to give him that. He wasn't always a bad player. Speaking of likable guys, uh, Ben Roethlisberger gets married <laughs> uh, this past uh, this past weekend in oh, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, there's some wonderful wedding pictures up on our website from Ben Roethlisberger's wedding, so you can go ahead and check that out on themajors.net. Did he um, rape her? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm hoping I'm hoping she can't say no. Because if she does, it's not going to make any difference. Because what Ben Roethlisberger wants, Ben Roethlisberger is going to get. No, he's and like a troll. He's like a mountain troll. You can go off on this guy all you want. <laughs> I won't say a word. Yeah, I just say one word of advice for you, uh, Mrs. Roethlisberger. Just watch your back. Uh, every part of it, because he will attack you at any given moment. In fact, watch every orifice yes, you have exactly. on your body. Because he's probably going to want to, you know... If one hole doesn't work, he's gonna, he's gonna try another one. Cement that shit. <laughs> but my God, I mean, you know what? I mean, was this was this was this chick not watching the news or it was like or a on year the internet? Ago. Exactly. It's not that long, and everybody knows. And even her family had to be like, "You're wait, you're marrying who? Yeah, exactly. Or you're go. All right, the first you're going out with you're, who? You're with Ben Rapelsburg? Yes. <laughs> His name's Roth. I know what his name is. Okay. I heard this internet radio show, Grouty gonna, Radio, talking about this you're guy. You're going to be Mrs. Raplesberger? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and that yeah. name was coined years yeah. ago. It was. It was. It's true. Yeah, no, I, I don't even get it. Uh, yeah. I guess it, this is like, she's like the chick that, you know, sends <laughs> sends love letters to the serial killers in jail. Oh, like, yeah, totally. Like, is there... Is there any hope for this person? Oh, yeah. No, it's just proof that fame and money will get you. No matter what you do, it doesn't matter. You will find someone was is greedy enough to yeah, be able to Yeah, I guess there's, there's somebody out there going, with that kind of money, you can rape me all day. Yeah. Hell, I'll marry him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You probably put up more of a fight, though, Tim. Yeah, it depends how much it costs. <laughs> I, I won't put up a fight at all. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Bring me that money. Sign them checks, everyone's, Ben. Everyone's got a price. Oh man, uh, I want to. This is another one that was a couple weeks ago, or not? A couple weeks ago, a week and a half or so. Ago. At least it's a good story. Though. Yeah, it did. this is. Yeah, this is a better story. At uh, least it's a sports story. <laughs> is that well, that's what we're a, talking about. Well, that's a sport to Ben Roethlisberger, probably. You know, rape. I don't know. Wow. It doesn't sound like it is much of a sport. It just sounds like it's... It's his own sport. It's what he, no, it's what he does. Sport means you might lose. Oh, that's he true. Gets, he gets to rape whoever that's he wants true. and just walk away. And I'm off scat for even though it's happened more than one occasion. It's a good thing he's got the <laughs> Ben, ben Roth R. A-list burger. <laughs> paying those checks. Uh, Writing them checks. He's not wearing a helmet. That's how you can tell it's not a yep. sport. Oh... Uh, <laughs> Somebody from Northern Ireland won the uh, won the Open or the British Open, as uh, we still call it here in the United States. But to the golf elite, it's now called the Open. Yeah, what's um, a, why? I don't. It know. was originally called the Open. Was it really? Because well, it's considered it's the greatest championship in golf. Yeah, it is. I think difficulty wise, I think oh, it's I hard agree. to <laughs> disagree with that. I agree. Look it's at what look out there, and Clark won this thing in driving rainstorm and yeah, so forty mile an hour winds all weekend. I've always enjoyed the. 
the open. Oh yeah. Just because it, it, I mean, it always seems like it has the craziest course. Oh, it's insane. The, um, the sand traps alone yeah. are just like, how is that possible? Yeah, I remember watching um, old World War Two. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what it is. Old World War Two. I know. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like I can't believe you're playing a sport in this. Like I could, I have, I'd have trouble throwing the ball out of that thing. Yeah, it's 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 definitely cool. I remember watching. I think it was Greg Norman, um, back in the '90s. When he was, uh, I can't remember who he's facing off against. It was a, it was a playoff, and this guy got himself in one of those uh, sand traps. Could not chip out of it at all. Kept on hitting that wall that was in front of it, and it was, it was a disaster. I guess I, can't, I wish I could remember who he was facing off against. It was Norman's only major. Was it? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Yeah, he only, yeah, because that was the he was up by twelve strokes in the Masters and yeah. blew the lead yeah. in '96, I think. It's horrible. Anyway, Darren Clark's great i'm really glad he won yeah it was very, good to see very it's, popular it, choice it was good to see him win because it seemed like he was always you know before royal rory malcaroy came to the scene it seemed like this was the guy for you know for irish golfers and it was good to finally see him an older guy to finally you know win that major that you know that you speaking know. of McElroy, would the, uh, would People in sports stop crowning everyone the greatest player of all time after they've won one tournament or a team's won one championship. He, you know, he really, won a, he, I mean, don't wreck this guy, okay? He's 22 years old. Just let him get better or possibly be a good player. Because all it does is, is yeah. hurt the person. I mean, all it does is hurt Rory McIlroy's yeah, game. I agree. Not that maybe you won't make money off of it, but... You're just setting him up to just crash and burn, which is why they do it, because they want to be able to write the next story about how he's the worst golfer in the world. So, uh, One quick one. Uh, we'll have this be a minute uh, since we are out of time here. Um, U.S. Women's World Cup. U- United States gets upset by uh, Team Japan in penalty kicks. Uh, I wanted... Look, listen, did you watch any I of this? I watched the entire game. I watched yeah. the last 10 minutes of it, believe it or not. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I'm not even going to ask Will if Me you too. watched it. I did. I it was did. Actually, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. It was actually very exciting, I have yeah. to admit. No, I it was mean, actually a good game. I mean, obviously, we blew it. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, really it's very disappointing for the United States since they were the favorites going into this. Heavy favorites going into it. Um, you got to give credit, though, to Japan. They oh, played, God, they, yeah. you know, They play their asses off in that game. And um, obviously, it was a very, very good victory for them. And, you know, given everything that Japan... The country yeah. of Japan has gone through so far this year. Um, obviously, it's a very, very good story. I, I found them, it very so. interesting that the United States played Japan in Germany. Yeah, oh, so did I. It was the first thing I thought of. It was like, <laughs> that's kind of odd, yeah, isn't it? shows you how the world can change. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Who would have thought? Mm. Yeah, and this time, the U.S. <laughs> lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, though, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. This is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back.
I wasn't going to school because I was just making money stealing cars. Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs. I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared. When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out. I just thought the only way I can make something out of my life is that if I get an education. I still need to go to school to make, make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance. I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later. And you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah. And I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. Hi, this is Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey everybody, Squirrel here reminding you to check out Detroit Grouty Radio every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Grouty.com or TheMajors.net or for download on iTunes or Stitcher. Come hang out with all your favorite lowlifes discussing everything gross, rowdy, nerdy, and dirty on Detroit's Grouty's radio station and one of iTunes' first 100 podcasts, Detroit Grouty Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Majors Live on the Majors.net, 734 259 4941 is the number to call in. You can text in at 734-273-9982. Leave us feedback on our Facebook pages as well. Um, just got done with our rapid fire roundtable segment. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the regular roundtable, though, brought to you by Elman X Studios, your total design solution. Find them on the web, ElmanXStudios.net. Hey Legolas, guess what? What? NFL lockout's over with. Wow, that's so surprising. <laughs> Just in time to have preseason games, right? Just in time to have... Well, they lost one preseason Aww. game. The NFL Hall of Fame game is... Uh, yeah, that's an important game. Yeah, that, that's, that, you know, that's not going to happen this year. But all the other ones, though, are, are going to be right on schedule there. So, um, Thank you, God. 
You won't have to, you won't have to worry about that. Um, but yes, the NFL lockout is officially over. Um, in fact, we had uh, the first uh, the first flurry of uh, of teams releasing players today. It was absolutely crazy what was happening in the NFL as far as teams getting rid of players. I think the Philadelphia Eagles got rid of all of their unrestricted free agents this uh, going into this season. All their unrestricted free agents, they told, have a nice day, see you later. And uh, they go on from there, um, freeing up tons of money because I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are probably making room for Nandi Asamoah, so obviously they're going to be making sure they're, you know, they have plenty of cap space to go out and do this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a timeline here. Um, obviously, yesterday the uh, NFLPA ratified the contract, um, so the lockout officially was over yesterday. Uh, now. I heard this today, which was kind of crazy. I didn't know this was the case. But it seems like each and every player kind of has to ratify their own individual contract, too, um, hmm. in order for everything to kind of, you know, be work. official yeah. and work. Um, obviously, you have to agree to it, but you have to agree to everything that your contract... Um, you have to agree to the, your own individual terms, but you, ha you yourself have to agree to the... Uh, to the league's, uh, you know, new collective bargaining agreement. If you don't, then you're going to be your own individual holdout from the NFL. That's at least what I got from it. Now, what's the difference? I mean, that happens every year anyway. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, but here's the timeline. Here's the timeline. Tuesday, as of today, um, teams can reach agreements with rookies and undrafted free agents beginning this morning at 10:30. I'm sorry, 10 o'clock a.m. Um, also, teams can reach agreements with all free agents and signed players. I'm sorry, all free agents or all signed players, signed veterans, excuse me, um, are allowed to attend team facilities. They're allowed to go to team facilities. Um, tomorrow, players can be begin reporting to training camps 15 days before their preseason games. According to the proposed timeline, 10 teams will report on Wednesday, 10 more on Thursday, and 10 additional teams on Friday. Um, the New York Jets and Houston Texans would be the last two teams to report on Sunday. I don't know why that is. Um, Thursday, teams can begin to cut players at 4 o'clock p.m. Um, obviously, that changed around a little bit. So teams were allowed to actually cut players today. Um, and then Friday, though. Friday is one of the bigger days because teams can begin um, filing transactions with the league office at 6 p.m. So that's when uh, teams can begin making, uh, you know, actually signing players. Um, they can begin talking to them prior to then, but they can't sign them until 6 p.m. Uh, Friday. Um, and then August 4th was the deadline for recertification and ratic ratification of the collective bargaining agreement by the players. So, uh, obviously, it's very, very good for NFL fans um, that this lockout is over. I'm sure all of us are glad that it's over with, too, um, that you know we're for sure going to have football this upcoming season. Uh, not that any of us had any doubt that football was going to happen this season. The only doubt I had was that it was actually going to get done on time so you know, so that we wouldn't really lose anything for the upcoming season. Uh, and as, it, as things started to roll along a little bit more, as we started to get closer to training camp, 
uh, you really, really got the feeling that things were going to get done and we weren't going to miss anything. It was a little it was a little interesting last week when players, you know, wanted to withhold it for the entire weekend because they wanted to read over things. And to me, I was thinking to myself, you know what? You've got lawyers from both ends. Half those guys could barely read to begin with. And <laughs> wow. You know, it's I mean, like you're going to get a player to go <laughs> up there and you're going to have them read a 200-page document um you, you didn't need the weekend. What they, what the players were doing. Who cared anyway? Who cared? Because we could have had, we could have had, could have had what? We could have had, could have had football. We, no, no, we, no. We could have had free agency over the weekend. So what? That was that was my big deal. No, it was just the players. You're being, gonna have it this weekend. It was just the players being a bunch of assholes. No, some of those players are too old now. Oh, that's right. It's seven days later. Damn. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is, is it was just the players being a bunch of assholes because, oh, you know, the owners are sitting there being all happy about it. And that was exactly what it was. They're yeah, like, no, they should have just signed. I mean, they have no right to not read something they're about to sign. I mean, they, Especially a 10-year <laughs> no, well, no, My argument is crazy. Tip, has a lawyer or an NFL owner ever tried to screw somebody over? Never. Never, oh, hold never. on, hold on. They already, they already knew what this collective bargaining agreement was no, all they about. They didn't. They didn't have time to read it. They had, they had all their lawyers. And there. like you they said, they're, they're idiots. They're, it takes them all a week. They're, they're literate. literate. They were, they were yeah, all there. College students. They were all there. They were all there in on the meetings and everything. They were there. All, were all there. two thousand players were there. Well, the player reps. No were. wonder they couldn't get anything done. The they had <laughs> enough room in the place. No, in all seriousness, though, oh, they, had, okay. they had, they, I mean. They had all their people there. They had all their people there reading it. That's the only reason why they wanted to do it, to, to wait, is because they were unhappy with the way the owners were celebrating after they decided they wanted to ratify the uh, the new collective bargaining agreement. That's what it was. See, this is all new to me. I didn't even know this happened. That's, what that's how interested I was in it. So why are you arguing with me then? Because <laughs> you make silly statements, that's why. Well, you that's exactly what happened. The <laughs> players were pissed off because the owners were, you know, they were celebrating that they finally ratified this. They voted 31 to nothing, but the only team holding out on the vote was the uh, Oakland Raiders, which that was a total <laughs> shocker. so awesome. Uh, Al Davis uh, is so great. because Al Davis still can't believe the way well, he looks. Al Davis probably didn't know what the hell was going on. He probably didn't even know there was a lockout. but They just couldn't get hold. Of them, that was all. Yeah, yeah that's probably what it was. <laughs> well, the reason they did it is because, first and foremost, st- st- I wish people would stop calling it a lockout because it wasn't a lockout. It was a publicity stunt. That's all this was, was Thank a publicity you. stunt. And the reason they were doing it is because this is the biggest pissing contest and dick measuring contest in the history, history of sports. So, of course, they were going to do what they did this weekend. They wanted to have the last piss. You think they did it because there's like nine billion dollars involved, and that's why they settled? I'm just wondering. Just it's one of those things that just runs just, through my head once in a while. Just stupid. That's what it's. You know what I loved about yeah. the lockout was for five months we didn't have to listen to stupid rumors and listen about football during baseball season. I think it's been awesome. That's actually why I hated those. Cause yeah, actually, we still had to hear about all this crap all the time. It's like I didn't get a break from football. Uh, I did. I just totally ignored it. And I have to admit, I did. I totally ignored the NFL lockout from the minute it started. I never read about it in the paper. I never listened to it on the radio or on TV. I mean, I had to listen to it on the radio once in a while. And I'm not kidding. I just, I what's tried the to get point? away from it. You knew where they, they were going to settle. You knew they were going to settle in July, right before training camp. That's it. I don't know. I it just, was the most predictable event of the year. 
Yeah, which is actually what makes the NBA lockout so exciting. Because that shit that's going to miss a season. Oh, that season, I, NBA I is that season. That yeah. season is done. That's a real lot. That's a real thing. No, yeah, why? that's. Oh shit. That is the reason. That, that is why I call it publicity sent, because there was no doubt in anyone's mind, other than Chris Collinsworth, uh, who I guess is <laughs> not going to be the quarterback or wide receivers coach for his son's high school team anymore this season, because he you know, is going to be back on the So television. his son is getting the shaft. Yeah, exactly. As, as with all these athletes, their kids are the ones who lose. So the kids lost in this one. Yeah, some of them have 11 kids. <laughs> Tony Cromartie. <laughs> Antonio Cromartie is going to be having. You know, That's why he probably took him him all weekend to <laughs> read the damn contract. He's got eleven kids to take care of. We had to, he had to give it to his to as many you know. Well, he had to find his eight wives or how many? His, oh, I'm sure he has wives, more than girlfriends, yeah, girlfriends, sluts, Ho. hookers, hoes, yeah. tramps, skanks. That's what Antonio Cromartie has. Um, do you think the fans should be compensated? God all no. This? Fuck For what? Even finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? Adam, go ahead. You know what I'd like to see, though. I would like. I would like to see the NFL. You know, lift the the blackout policy this season to kind of because the fans. I mean, out of everybody, the fans were the ones that were being screwed and all. Of what were they being screwed on? There was no games. There was, there was, the NFL is. A, where, where did they get the, screwed? The, NF, the NFL is a year-long league. Oh, see, as much as, as much as you want to deny that tip, how it are is. the fans much, screwed? What do they do? What do they do? Go to uh, there's. Do people in Detroit go to Ford Field every Sunday to sit there's, there and stare there's, at there's, it? There's there's the intrigue of the off season. See, you're a baseball slap tip, so you wouldn't know that. They have oh, the int- there's nothing called the hot stove league. They, they, wow, they have there. There's the intrigue of the off season. The off season in football is almost as interesting as the regular season is. You've got you've got the transactions. You've got all. You've got the mini camps. You you want to know what your newly drafted free agents are doing? That's what you want. First off, I agree with you. I think the off season in most sports actually is probably more interesting than the actual sport itself, but. There's no sport that's more interesting in baseball. I think baseball is ten times more exciting in the offseason than football is in the offseason. Mainly because all football players are fucking bitch. So. Well, that's what NFL <laughs> and people, people like that. People I will like definitely that. give you that argument. Yes, I understand that. I I look at sports more from a GM's perspective than I do from a coach or players. But the question being, should they be compensated? I'm not talking to give them money. I, or I know like that. that there is no they, there is no reason <laughs> in the world. <laughs> For the NFL, they, they really didn't do anything to their fans. I'm sorry they didn't. They had a dispute. It was in the offseason. It, it has literally affected nothing other than speculation on your players. And now you're going to be able to eat that alive for the next seven days. So just enjoy it. I am actually curious, and I'm not... For once, not being a dick. What do you mean by compensate? Well, I mean, did you like have well, exactly, exactly, exactly what I said earlier? Like you know, lifting up the lifting the blackout oh, okay, policy. Okay. This and it's the silly things like that. Like if you go if you go onto the NFL.com and say you know you're at work or something like that, and you want to listen to the Cincinnati Bengals play the New England Patriots. It's not in your own you know radio area. You go on the NFL.com and listen to it, but you have to pay money. In order to listen to that, it's little things like that that I think the NFL could do to show the fans that they appreciate them. And, you know, 
I like don't I have said. a problem with that. And, and that's the, and that and that's I all. don't have a problem with that, whether there was a lockout or not. I guess is my point. If they every once in a while throw the fans a bone. I don't. I I don't have a problem with that. And I, yeah, tip. I'm not saying you know lower ticket prices by like fifty percent right. or anything like that. I think that would be dumb. Uh, because, like you said, I mean, in the long run, I mean, nothing was lost in this NFL season except the intrigue of the off season. I agree. Um, but I mean, you could do some little things for the fans to show, you know, your appreciation for them to come back. Because there's still going to be a lot of people that are pissed off of, over what happened in the NFL. Well, this you know what? You're, you you gave a good argument, and you know, I don't have a problem with that. So. But I th- I thought the blackout thing was stupid to begin with. It's I never, a really I, never I never agree with it. Um, well, especially since they've signed. Huge TV contracts. And oh, sure. Whether or not it's not, you know, you sell a lot of tickets or not, you're going to make the same money. So. No, that's what I say. They don't even need to sell a ticket to make a profit. It's like, okay, then get rid of the effing blackouts because it doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Ticket sales mean nothing to you at this point no, because you're making no, money doesn't, regardless. Exactly. It's Everyone's the New York Yankees in, in football. Oh, sure. So, sure. It, it's, I don't. Plus, the main, my major gripe with blackout is you can pay. You know, whatever it is, three hundred dollars for the total NFL package, and they still block your games out. Oh, I know. Which is and that, that, is, that, is, yeah, that is that is absolutely. How terrible. can you do that? That's I, I have no because idea. The NFL runs it. That's no, what, I know. It's what, just that, like that is that is the definition of screwing your fans over. That's why I don't. I don't really like the Sunday ticket or anything. Like no, that. what's I the like, point of it? I like if you if NFL fans out there want to get a cool NFL package out there, if you have Comcast. Get red zone because that thing that thing is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah I mean yeah. even if your team is blacked out, you everybody's s- in the red zone. They show everybody's in the red zone. They show it, which is really really you cool. You know what amazes me, and I mean, maybe it's just me, but I don't know where these people get the time to watch all this stuff anyway. I don't either. I get. The, I only kidding. get to watch football a couple times. I mean, especially like college football. I almost never get to watch college football anymore. Which yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, obviously, if you have the time to do it. Oh no, definitely. <laughs> if I'm home on a Saturday, I usually I will try to catch a little bit of it, but. I enjoy college football more anyway. Well, speaking of college football, um, kind of, uh, I don't know if this is expected or not, but the NCAA came out and decided uh, they're not going to cite Ohio State University for uh, failure to monitor. And this is potentially huge because uh, the failure to monitor punishment would have made things probably, you know, even worse for Ohio State. It would have probably doubled what their original punishment was going to be. And now there's a chance that they could get off scot-free without having the failure to monitor um, charge tacked on to everything else that they had you know, tacked on to them. Uh, basically, the NCAA said that there was nothing else found in their investigations. Uh, they felt that Jim Trestle truly was the only one that knew about the uh, the the scandal that was going on there with the tattoos, um, the memorabilia for cash, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, frankly, I think this is a bunch of uh, a bunch of BS. I I don't agree with it one bit. Um, Ohio State's not out of the woods yet, though. They still have to meet with the NCAA's. Um, You're not suggesting NCAA could be fraudulent, are you? No, oh, Tim. <laughs> but again, this is another this is another reason why the NCAA, Squirrel's favorite organization, uh, is, is 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 a complete joke. It's a complete joke, 
and they could confirm that here in a couple of weeks when they meet with Ohio State. I still think that they're going to get some punishment. They're going to um, get a two-year. No. I see. Tip. I think. I think if. I think if the failure to monitor was there, I think they would have got the two-year. I think they're just going to get a year because of this. No, I thought with the failure to monitor, they would get four. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think they're going to cut it in half, and I think it'll be two years. Um, but, I mean, they're not out of the woods yet. And one thing that I want everybody to keep in mind, and I talked about this on Inside the Huddle last week, that there is still that lingering ESPN thing out there about ESPN and uh, wanting them to release the emails. And we talked about it two weeks ago on the Majors Live. Uh, I, that's something that Ohio State, I think, still needs to keep in mind in all this because if those emails come out, then, like I said, I mean that's going to be in that's going to be in the media's eye. There, ESPN will release those emails to the public, and all of a sudden, the NCAA is going to be forced into doing another investigation, and that would be bad news for Ohio State. And then there's where um, you would start to get those those huge, huge, uh, you know, punishments. That um, and I think I think what Tip said that's a that's a big punishment. I think that's where you get the four years, in right. my opinion. Um, if those emails were to come out, because if those emails come out, I don't I don't think there's any doubt in the world that more will be learned and we'll be learning more about other infractions and violations and everything like that. Because this is Jim Tressel. I mean, Ohio State knew what type of guy this was when they brought him into the damn program. I mean, this was the same Jim Tressel that was doing the same exact thing at Youngstown State, except now, all of a sudden, he has a bigger, he, he has a, he has more, um, more resources to work with now. You know, he's he's in the Big Ten now. He's with Ohio State. He can start flashing that bling a little bit more when he goes to some recruit's house that's living in some slum in uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Or Cleveland, Ohio, or Cincinnati. Oh, you come play for me, you're going to get cars, you're going to get money, and you're going to get a whole lot of women and all the tattoos you want. Just because you play for Ohio State University. And Ohio State knew this. They knew what they were getting themselves into when they brought them in. And the NCAA, what they're doing now is this is one of their babies. This is one of their golden programs right here, Ohio State. So just like the Sugar Bowl... We're going to kind of slip it under the rug a little bit. Oh, we didn't find anything. They didn't play in a Sugar Bowl, because you remember? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Tip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, they got... <laughs> they. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. You know, we may get sanctioned here on the show because we're we not... We mentioned it. Yeah, we mentioned it, and it never happened, so... Well, they just told Terrell Pryor today that he's not allowed to be around. He's suspended from Ohio State for five years. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he is, yeah. Because that's a big punishment, too. Yeah, because it's it's a really big deal when you're no longer at the school playing for them to you know be suspended from them. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Does Trell Pryor stuff to take any more classes at Ohio State? <laughs> Did he ever take a class <laughs> exactly, at Ohio State? Exactly. I don't. It, it's just it's just it's just totally stupid. And I still hope that um, I'm still hoping, and I think that there will be more coming out about Ohio State because um, for a while, for I think the next year or so, yes. honestly, even after no matter what happens. But yeah, but Ohio State is still feeling the effects of all of this. I mean, they lost one of their big five-star recruits in Kyle Kalis, who ended up leaving Ohio State. 
decommitted from there and going to the University of Michigan. So the University of Michigan is benefiting from it. Um, all the Big Ten schools are oh, somewhat absolutely. benefiting from this. And Michigan has the number one recruiting <laughs> recruiting class for 2012. For 2012, yep. Uh, it's, their recruiting class is pretty Set in the spe- country. spectacular. Oh, it is. It's unbelievable. It's good. They're definitely going to need it, too, because that 2012 schedule of theirs, that's going to be a tough schedule. <laughs> it's so brutal. That's going to be <laughs> a very they go to Alabama? We open the season up in Alabama, yeah. No, they they well they play Alabama, but they're actually playing at uh, in Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Um, well, that'll be good because Alabama's going to win a national championship this year, and a lot of other seniors will be graduated too. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully for yeah. Michigan State, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's and you know what we're gonna I'm gonna pull an audible here a little bit after after we crash the net with Aaron Agemeyer on. We're going to be doing an extended roundtable, and I found this uh, i found this article today by Michael Rosenberg on SI.com, and I know we're all privy to Michael Rosenberg, because oh, yeah. he also, was he right? Does he write for the Free Press free or press. the News? Okay, Free Press, yep. Great writer. I, you know, I never liked him before. Oh, I like really? him more I like him more now than when oh, I did before. Oh, he's I, a great writer. Um, but yeah, we're going to be, I'm going to be, I have this article here that I found um, right before we actually started the show, so we're going to be talking a little bit about this. We're going to kind of interject it into this Ohio State thing a little bit more. Um, but one, a couple of other things that I want to add before we do crash the net with Aaron here uh, is, I mean, if Ohio State gets off scot-free from all of this, well, I don't want to say scot-free because there is still going to be. Could some- using that term, please. <laughs> <laughs> if they, if they, if they, if they hardly suffer any consequences here from what they did, um, you know what? What does it? What, what does this tell the, all the other institutions? What does it the- tell the children? Would you, would you stop saying using that <laughs> phrase, please? <laughs> but uh, like seriously, though, what I mean, what what happens to Michigan? What happens to I don't want to say the SEC because they've been doing it for years. Oh, SEC just goes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, SEC's like, going, what those boys up north do wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we recruit 122 players a year. We just put them down those uh, stupid colleges till they're ready to come here. The Cam Newton colleges. Well, I mean, what it tells them is, well, well they don't have enough hookers <laughs> to, to take care of all of them <laughs> for four years. That's a lot of whores. But in the one of the main issues, and I think this uh, whole, I, I think they will get one or two years. Whatever the punishment is, I don't think it's going to be strong enough. But it's pretty much going to do what it does to every other school, and it just passes the knowledge that everybody knows that if you cheat, correctly you can easily get away with it because the ncaa doesn't want to bust you they don't care I they don't get, care yeah, I, I mean th- that's all it does i think they're going to get two years one year i think they'll have a ball ban two years scholarship deductions yeah. i think that's what it's going to be so you think they'll have the bowl, they'll be postseason eligible that second year i do believe that yes i mean look at it this way everybody knew what trestle did the youngstown state mm-hmm. everyone knew that he left it in shambles kind of like what lou holtz did what three times but because of the way college football is set up, other teams, <laughs> instead of looking at that as, oh, crap, well, we don't want to have this guy, they look at it the opposite way and go, look what he got away with in Youngstown. Just imagine what he could do with a bigger budget. And that is the problem with college football is cheating. People cheat because they can win. People also cheat because it gets them ahead in other uh, ways of college. If you cheat at a younger tier school, you know that you're going to be successful down there, you're going to get a better job. So, oh, sure. The, the basically, they wa- why wouldn't you cheat? That's my whole point. Is why wouldn't you cheat? 
<laughs> Nothing bad or, happens to you when you is, cheat. As much as he, you're absolutely right, Lickless. As much as he is getting nailed to the wall right now, and you think, oh, don't cheat, he's being crucified. Look at all the fame and fortune yeah. and recognition he got before that. And it's still, and it's still and getting, still getting yeah. yeah. So don't tell me that the risk doesn't outweigh the reward. No. Because you're successful whether you cheat or not. You're going to get the accolades. And then, sure, maybe you get caught. Nobody's saying that Jim Trestle has to give back well, that like, money, all that no, money that he exactly. made at Ohio State. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and they hired him because he was a cheater. That's why sure. they hired him. They gave him the job because they knew he would cheat for him. Yeah, that's why Chris Spielman said, that really, the one way to combat this is heavy, heavy fines, literally. You know, yeah, no, $1 I million agree. Dollar fine. That, that affects your life. And... Uh, and he's right. That, that's the only way they're going to – if they want to take it seriously, you have to really – How do you pe- do that, though, in America? I, I really, how, how do you do that? What do you – I mean, these guys, will, they'll work around that, too. But invest it the right way, and they'll make it so they can't touch their money. Yep. You know, you know I mean, what? I'm not going to argue. I, 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 I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just – Wait, 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 wait. They've got to put Any, – Anyone with a, with a decent lawyer is going to know that. And when you're and we're talking big money, yeah. that that's they're gonna get around that too. Hey squirrel, yeah. Are you saying a million dollars isn't a lot of money? No, I just said it was a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna make a crack about uh, them not. No. They're, they're football people, so I, they're. I they're do think a million dollars is a lot of money. No, no, not that. Not that. I, I just you know, and it, you, just, you, you said it too, Tip. I mean, he's 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 still getting the recognition now. He's still getting the praise now. Oh, because yeah. You, because you have those moron Ohio Ohio high school coaches down there. They're going to wear a shirt and tie the first game of the season to honor Jim Trestle. I mean, and, and is that – I mean, you talked about the children, Tip, as a joke earlier. But is that, the, is that the kind of, you know, message you want to some of these high school football players? You know what? That, that you want that you want to cheat. It just shows it's, it's Ohio. What can you? What, what else can you say? I guess it's a different world or something yeah. down there because I don't understand it. Throw logic out the window, and then then you might be able to scrape the surface and understanding how they think. Seriously, that's it's just it's just people who have been so obsessed with this guy for so long. They just. It's it's in their head. They can't they can't totally hate the guy. And you almost it's it's like the Michael Jackson fans who are willing to just they they loved him and his music so much that they were willing to just kind of ignore the fact that he raped kids. Yes, because <laughs> and not, I'm not calling Jim Trestle a pedophile or something, but it's oh I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying though, right? Come on, I mean, who else would wear a vest like that? <laughs> It's one no of those doubt. things where they don't care what they found out he did. Oh, yeah. He's got to. And they're just going to keep on loving him. <coughs> no. And a lot of people are like that. It's yeah. undying loyalty. It is, you know. It's... And the, I, this is, I guess this is a good indication because of what it is actually like down there. I mean, you can do, I mean, as long as you're in with the right people, and which is Ohio State... And I and we said it too a few weeks ago that it's like a mob ruled town in Columbus. I mean, it's mafia basically. Yeah, it honestly. is. It is. It is a mafia. I mean, in Ohio State is that mafia, and they even use mafia terms. These terms like the family. <laughs> I mean, who uses? I mean, it's a college football program. I mean, what college football program refers to them as the family? I mean, you can say we are a family. You know, we're a family here. You but you can sing the song. But it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's the family. <laughs> 
Anyways, we're going to go ahead and crash the net right now with Aaron Eckmeyer. Aaron, what's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, guys. How are you tonight? Hi, Aaron. Pretty good. Hey, we weren't screaming at each other when you called this week. I yeah. couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Adam has a sore throat, that's why. No, my sore throat is gone. It's just when I start yelling and stuff, I start coughing. So... Your voice is a govern this week. Yes, it is. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aaron, uh, two weeks ago when we were crashing the net with you, uh, we were talking a little bit about Steve Stamkos and what exactly was going on with him. He didn't sign a contract with him yet. Um, as it turns out this week, I guess to no surprise, he ends up re-signing with the Tampa Bay Lightning to a pretty uh, to a pretty hefty contract. What was that contract he signed? Uh, it ended up being about five years and about thirty-seven million, so about nice seven million a year for him. That is a uh, that is a pretty uh, a pretty nice contract in NHL terms. It's a pretty nice contract in uh, in any league, unless you're in the National Football League. Or, uh, but I mean, is this? I mean, what do you think of this contract, though? Is it? I mean, because obviously hockey does have the salary cap. Uh, I mean, what does this do for the Tampa Bay Lightning? Is this a good contract for them as a whole? Or, you know, is this something they're going to be hurting from later on down the road? Um, I mean, with having, you know, uh, Le Cavalier signed up, they still have St. Louis signed up, and now Stamkos for the next five years. It kind of does strangle them with all that money tied up in their forwards. It might hurt them down the line with guys uh, coming up through the system. Um, but, you know, they're just trying to obviously make a case that they can – Prove something the next couple of years, and hopefully win another cup. What is where does Stamkos rank among um, among other NHL players? I mean, obviously, you know, people are going to have their opinions on you know who's the best, um, who's the worst, who's mediocre. Um, I mean, where would you put Stamkos in the lines of Ovechkin and Crosby? Some of those guys in the league right now. I well, you know, he's definitely a top three forward in the league right now. Um, with his past couple of years of play, he's really started dominating and just proving that he does belong here and he can score big goals. Um, you know, obviously in the East, you kind of wonder just how hard that might be in that division, but um, they really gave the Capitals a run for their money last year. Absolutely, absolutely. I I like him. I think I think he's a great player. I think this is a good. I think this is a good sign for. Uh, I think it's a good contract. Yeah, I, I, I it's. I, I always get. I always. I mean, this is obviously a contract that he, they had to get him under here, um, and I. And this is exactly what I expected, you know. But it always makes you a little bit nervous later on down the line. Exactly what's going to happen when you sign these big contracts. But still, I mean, Stamkos is is one of those, like you said, Aaron, a top three forward. This is the kind of contract that goes to those types of players, and um, you know, I think this is going to be a guy that's going to be good for years to come. So. Um, he definitely deserves it. Uh, some Detroit issues here. Uh, it seems like we're kind of having the end of some eras here in uh, with the Detroit Red Wings. First, we had uh, Chris Osgood retire uh, last week, which I actually was kind of surprised by that, given the uh, given the circumstances of that press conference. It was a it was a it was a conference call press conference where he announced his retirement. Um, basically, said that he uh, he couldn't guarantee to Ken Holland that he was going to be able to be healthy once the season started. Um, were you a little surprised, uh, Aaron, by Chris Osgood's announcement that he would retire, um, or is this pretty much what you expected? 
Um, I think it was pretty much, yeah, he was either, it was either going to be, you know, he's retiring or he's back for one more year. Um, I think, specula- you know, I don't think he was ready. He was going to test the free agency market. He wanted to retire a Red Wing. Um, you know, he had such a good uh, rapport with the front office, with all the players. I don't think he was even considering going to another team. So it was kind of sad, but, um, you know, I think that he was a little bit pressured into um, kind of leaning towards retirement um, just because I think Ken Han told him, you know, are you going to be healthy for me this year? If so, welcome back. If not, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't sign you. Yeah, and it's, you know, I would have, if, if they would have re-signed Osgood, I would have been happy with that. I'm, I like Chris Osgood. Um, but, you know, they went out and they signed Ty Conklin, which I'm perfectly okay with, too. When Ty Conklin was here um, a couple years ago, he was uh, he was awesome. Awesome as a backup goalie. He's going to be coming in, backing up Jimmy Howard again. Um, well, he didn't back up Jimmy Howard last time. Did he back up Jimmy? He didn't back up Jimmy Howard last time when he was here. He backed up Osgood, didn't he? Yeah, and then as soon as Conklin left to the Blues, uh, Howard came up for yes, the um, But yes, um, obviously, uh, as far as some other things, I think Osgood's going to be a Hall of Fame goaltender here. I think he will eventually get into it. I don't think he'll be a first ballot. Well, I don't think he'll be a first ballot, but you see some of these other guys getting in, like Doug Gilmore, Mark Howe, uh, this, past, uh, this past year. Um, I, think, I think Osgood would definitely get into the Hall of Fame. What do you think, Aaron? Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, and like you said, um, he probably won't be a first ballot unless it's a really weak first-year class. But, um, you know, he's been around for 17 years. Um, the three years he worked wasn't on the Red Wings. He was he took bad teams and won with them in the Islanders and the Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the years he was with the Red Wings, he won three cups. That's, you know, phenomenal for most anyone. But yep. then he also had 400 wins in his entire career. Very, very few people have done that. So, um, you know, he, he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just a matter of when. Do you think he'll, uh, we'll see the number 30 raised to the Raptors at the Jewelers Arena? <sighs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, I, that's just too much. I figure we'd see probably Fedorov or someone before them, but I just don't see Osgood's number going up. Do you think it'll be one of those, like, unofficial re- jersey retirements where they – just don't issue the number out to anybody anymore. Just don't put it up in the rant like a, like Konstantinov's and um, who was it, Larry Ulrey's number. I think that's probably um, going to happen. Yeah, that's probably going to be the more um, common solution to it is uh, they won't officially retire it. But, you know, I don't think you'll never see a number 30 again. I think it's going to be more of uh, he'll have to get his blessing like uh, Charlie Oates did. Yeah. Um, the other guy, though, Chris Draper announced his retirement today after uh, after 20 years in the NHL. Uh, the interesting story about Chris Draper is the Red Wings literally got him from the Winnipeg Jets, the old Winnipeg Jets, um, for $1. And I think that was probably the best single dollar that, uh, that any organization in professional sports probably has ever spent on somebody. But... Uh, Chris Draper, uh, one of one of those other Red Wings that uh, was kind of w- was on the, you know, that was on the Red Wings when they started making their resurgence back in the early '90s. Um, but Chris Draper, though, obviously a fan favorite in Detroit, um, part of the uh, part of the grind line, um, along with Joey Kosher, uh, Darren McCarty, and Kirk Maltby. Um 
he will be taking a, uh, a front office job with the Wings as well. Um, but what are your impressions, though, of Chris Draper, Aaron? Uh, you know, Chris Draper was just a tremendous player for the organization. Um, you know, we got him for really next to nothing off waivers from Winnipeg. Uh, he came in, and as you said, it, you know, him, Malpe, Kosher, and then uh, McCarty, they were incredible for them. Um, you know, going up against, uh, the, you know, Lindros, uh, Remberg, for it gets to the Flyers in the 97 Cup Final, they were one of the big reasons we won a lot of those cups is they really kept the other team's front lines from doing anything. Uh, and, you know, it, he's just a great presence on the ice. He was a great motivator for veterans and uh, prospects alike, you know, coming up through the system. is You know, if you have a good work ethic, you can make it in this league. And, um, you know, he was just a great leader on and off the ice. Yeah, I thought I always love seeing Chris Draper on the penalty kill. I mean, he was always extremely dangerous um, on the penalty kill for Detroit. And uh, I'm going to miss Draper. I really, I really, really liked him. I liked his work ethic on the ice. And he was just uh, one of those great role players that you always hear about as well. Um, kind of a sad note in this one. Um, here, in, it's kind of sad and very, very, um, very, very strange as well. But uh, the brother of Derek Bugard, who passed away, I believe this past May, May 13th, actually, um, after getting a lethal dose of, uh, of drugs and alcohol, died in his apartment. As it turns out right now, actually a few days ago, um, his brother, Aaron Bugard, was, was arrested for giving his brother a single dose of oxycodone the night before they found Derek Bugard dead in their Minneapolis apartment. Um, and afterwards... Aaron Bugard also was charged with interfering with the scene of a death for allegedly flushing the rest of his brother's drug stash uh, down the toilet before police arrived. But obviously, this is a very, very sad story. Um, very, very strange as well. Uh, but uh, what I, I'm sure you saw this, Aaron. What are your impressions of it? I mean, yeah, it's just kind of a heartbreaking tale. You know, um, they kind of kept Derek's illness pretty well kept secret in the NHL for a lot of reasons. He was in and on the rehab a couple times. Um, and, you know, it's just a fight that a lot of people can relate to. Everyone has that kind of family member. really tragic that it's just um, kind of starting to come out now that his brother might have had a hand in it. And, you know, it's just tragic for that family. Absolutely. And, and like you said, they did, a, they did a very good job at kind of hiding this. Um, because I never knew that, you know, that Derek Bugard had, you know, this big of a problem with, with drugs and alcohol. Um you know, you always, you always, I mean, those of us kind of on the outside of things here, outside of, outside of the Minnesota Wild where he was for a long time and outside of the New York Rangers um, kind of fan base here, you know, you, you would never suspected that, uh, that Derek Bugard had these types of problems. And uh, obviously there were very, very serious problems that he had where he was in and out of rehab and um, it ended up costing him his life as well. So very, very sad story, too, um, and very sad for the family as well. Uh, one final note this week, though, Aaron, for, uh, for a crash in that segment. Um, Alexi Yashin is in discussions right now with the New York Islanders to make his return to the NHL, his turtleneck and all. Um, I, I, Alexi, he was, he's been playing in the KHL, am I correct? Yeah. This just seems. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just this just seems. If I were the Islanders, I would probably say thanks, but no thanks in terms of bringing Alexi Yashin back on board. 
I don't think that this guy can bring anything to the table. He was when he was in the NHL, he seemed like he was kind of a bust in terms of uh, in terms of his skill level goes. What do you think about this, though, Aaron? I mean, is this something that the that the Islanders should pass on, or is this somebody that they should bring aboard? Because they do have a young team, and you know, obviously, they've been struggling now for many years. Um, I mean, yeah, if he can come on, you know, at an affordable price, and then you know, he agrees to kind of entering that mentoring role with uh, guys like John Tavares. Um, yeah, you know, it's really no reason not to bring him back. He um, was still a pretty productive player in his later years. Um, you know, I think he's kind of more like uh, this is the poor man's Yarmir Yager situation right now. Um, you know, I think he could definitely help out the team in terms of mentoring the younger players. But if he's asking for a huge price, then, yeah, you just got to let him walk. Uh, Nicholas was actually holding up a sign in here that said Yashin, the next Yager question mark. And he's, he's, he's all excited that you mentioned Yager along with it here, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, if, if the contract is, 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 is a reasonable price, then, yeah, I mean, you can listen a little bit more. But I'm, I just get the feeling, though, that Yashin's going to be coming over, going to try to take advantage a little bit of the Islanders here and demand something that is, that is well out of the price range for somebody like Yashin. He has, like, no leverage, though. I mean, it's not like they're unless unless they're begging him and we don't know about Maybe, it. Maybe yeah. I mean, if he's just coming over here, he he doesn't have any leverage. I mean. But Garth Snow is the GM over there right now, and I don't. And I think Garth Snow is probably the David Kahn equivalent wow. in the NHL. Do you have anything to back this up, or do I have anything to back up? By just I mean, I know they're not good. But. I, mean, I he guess he was pretty I'd, great in the '92 Olympics. <laughs> I don't know that that would be that would be my that'd be my take on it. I just think Yashin is going to probably demand something that that isn't worth the time. Hey, Aaron. A couple, well, I mean, yeah, and the funny thing is, uh, the Islanders are still paying for his buyout. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. They're still they're still paying for Yashin right now. So, um, I, I guess I don't know. Aaron, who was that goalie that the Islanders picked up that the Wings wanted so bad? Uh, what happened to him? Um, he's still sitting on their waivers. Uh, last I heard, he was saying he's going to play next year. Um, but yeah. the Islanders still control that contract for another year. Wow. And uh, one quick question. Have you, have you heard anything new on the realignment issue? Um, nothing really. Um, you know, it's got, it got really kind of quiet after about last week, the last time we talked. Um, there hasn't really been too much more said, um, especially, I think, after that leak from the Wild GM. Uh, it's kind of the other DMs into a bit more silence on the issue, and I think that's kind of where we're at right now on it. I'm guessing he, they, he got a fax from the NHL saying, <laughs> keep your mouth shut, don't say anything else about it. And Batman was like, keep it in the family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in Columbus at the time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Eric, thanks for joining us this week for Crash the Net. Um, we'll see you in two weeks, though. My pleasure, guys. You have a good night. All right, keep the good work. All right, thanks, thanks Aaron. Aaron. Thanks. That's Aaron Egemeyer, Crash the Net, and like I said, we are in off-season mode with Crash of the Net right now, so we'll be hearing from Aaron in two weeks on the Majors Live. Any, uh, well, other than that, though, we're going to go ahead and take another quick commercial break here. This is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. There 
once was a boy wizard whose name was Larry Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk to unicorns? <laughs> uh, exactly. Unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. My sport is football, but my passion is education. My name is Namdi Asmoa, and this is how I live united. I see too many kids miss out on moving up. Kids who could go on to college, but just need that extra little push. So every year, I take promising high school students on a college tour. We check out the dorms, the library, meet some professors, find out where the best late-night grub stops are. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. But what's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. I'm Namdi Asmoa. I show kids that a higher education means a brighter future. So when it comes to living united, I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Join me. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Find out how you can live united for education. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, the Majors Live on the Majors.net, greater.com, 734-259-4941 is the number to call in. You can text in at 734-273-9982. Uh, like I said earlier, I was going to kind of call an audible here. Um, we we're going to be talking about something else, but I found this article by Michael Rosenberg before we went live tonight um, over on SI.com. And the title to this pretty much says it all, pretty much sums up the rest of the article here. A simple solution to let to NCAA corruption, let stars get paid. And basically what Michael Rosenberg does here is he goes, goes on and talks about how college players should get paid. How they should be paid for their services uh, playing in the... I'm sorry, say that again, Tip. I, I had your mic. <laughs> but, but not by the universities. But not by the universities, that's right. And what's, And they were to be paid by who, Tip? Boosters, Boosters. Uh, commercials, uh, jerseys, whatever. 
you know, outside entities. In essence, they have the right to earn money just like any other American has the right to earn money, is, is what he's saying. And right. it's, I, I agree with it as well. But it's actually a very good article. He, it's, uh, in essence, he's saying that oh, he does this, or, this is totally paraphrased, and I don't want to put words in his mouth because I don't know if Michael Roseberg was here. He might say, no, that's not what I'm saying. And I, but in essence, it's these 18 to 22-year-old men because they aren't kids, they are adult men, have the right to go earn endorsement money and booster money and money to do their trade, just like anyone else in America does. And what would truly be the harm to the sport to do this? I mean, are, are we afraid we're going to taint it? <laughs> no, you know, you know I tell I you, mean, what, what, what I got out of the article, Squirrel, which because which, uh, I've always kind of railed against this, is it was, to me, it's a very simple solution when he wrote that one line uh, not by the universities I don't know if I have a problem with that anymore well I mean it, it goes on anyway Tip I mean it's it's no that's what I mean yeah, I, and, I, that's, I, and that's what I'm saying it's is, a very interesting uh, theory or concept or whatever you want to call it I think it's he's he's onto something actually this, I feel actually reading this article I feel this is this is what happens when you're eloquent and you have the arena to elaborate because I feel like this is what I've been saying for a long time and people usually shut me down when I say it well I think because of the fact that we we all assumed people's position on that was that school was going to pay the athletes I, I same here. No, I never expected all. a school to pay. No, no, but that was but that was never said. So I think that one line changes the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I never it never occurred to me actually. I just assumed, and that's not who pays them now, right? But I'm just it's just that's I who the NCAA regulates. But you know, in very simple mind of myself is I just assumed when people would argue that point that they should start getting paid. I'm watching, you know, the University of Michigan pay their players, and I thought that was. You know, they already are with a scholarship. So, um, But this is an interesting concept. It's funny the comparison he made, it too. He, he, he made the comparison to Prohibition. And, the, uh, you know, obviously when alcohol was outlawed in the United States back in, what was it, the 30s? It sucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 21 to 33 or something. I just <laughs> turned 21. <'cause laughs> like... That sucks. You got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you got Adam on that one. I think we, think we lost him. <laughs> no, but um, it, it is funny. I mean, he starts the article out with basically saying <laughs> if college football didn't exist already and someone tried to put it together, it would never work the way it does. They're like, is there anything more uncapitalistic than college football? Oh, yeah. I mean, and you know what? It, what got me, and it, it wasn't college football. It was college basketball when I was – when I was watching that uh, documentary on on the Fab Five, oh yeah, and no he talked, and he and um, it was I can't remember if it was Jalen Rose or Jimmy King or something. Said they were walking in Ann Arbor, and they walked by like a Foot Locker, and in that Foot Locker in the in the in the display case was a big Nike ad showing you know showing that the shoes that the Fab Five made popular and then the black socks that the Fab Five made popular. And and, the, and Nike was sitting there capitalizing off of that. They were making money off, off a bunch of men um, who... Uh, were poor. Who, who Seriously. Were, who <laughs> couldn't... Well, they eventually weren't poor, thanks but to Bruce Martin. But they were at the time. I mean, they were at the time. Poor, yeah. They were poor. They were, yes. They were at the time um, until Bruce... Martin came along. Not Bruce Martin. Bruce, Bruce, oh, they play hockey. Also? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know. I, I know. I, what was the guy's name? <laughs> oh, I can't think. It is Martin. Uh, well, I just had it. 
Ed Martin. Ed, Ed Martin. Martin. There you go. Um, but it's Bruce's brother. Bruce's brother. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in uh, me, myself, and Irene. He, yes. Uh, he had a <laughs> That's actually based on a true story. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, it's hard to argue against you know the big corporations making money off of uh, it, off of these guys that you know couldn't get paid and wouldn't get paid not by the NCAA or by the school or even by Nike themselves. Who did he write that for? Did he write that for SI? Rosenberg? Yeah. Yes. I would have loved to seen that be a cover. Yeah, no kidding. It was a cover actually. If if you go if you go to the SI.com. But I mean, under magazine. Oh, in the magazine. Yep. Oh, who, I guess who knows? Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. I don't know. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a good read. Head over to SI.com. You'll see it right there. Right big on their uh, on their main page, and it's and it's and it's hard to argue against it. I mean, I, I I'm not in favor at all for universities paying, like you said, Squirrel. Universities paying the players. I think that would be wrong. I think that would be, um, you know, unfair. Just because the university is already giving them a lot to begin with. I mean, they're giving them a free education. They're giving them a free education to go to the school there. Um, sure, and it's not like Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama already don't have a recruiting advantage <laughs> over Bowling oh, sure. Green and uh, you know any other Eastern Michigan or, yeah. or whoever. I would imagine that the schools would fight against this pretty hardcore, though. Just, just not that they still wouldn't get sponsorships, but. Like the whole Fab Five thing, they would lose that sponsorship to those players. Instead of the school getting the money, the players would get the money. And I just really do think that the schools would all fight against this pretty hard. I don't know. It's a reason to stay in college. It's a reason to have those great players stay in your program all four years and win a championship for their college instead of going to the pros. No, that's true. I just wondered how the schools would react to oh, something yeah, I th- like this I think the out. same. I, I think what you're getting at, look, was the same thing. I was just thinking this when you were making that statement. Is as much as Rosenberg's argument, I never it never occurred to me. Quite frankly, <laughs> I would like to hear the other side. I would like to see what the reason is behind not wanting this. Well, I, the I think a main reason it's not going to happen, and this isn't the schools. This is the NCAA. <laughs> But I think a main reason is going to be because they won't have as much power. Yeah, and lo- if that, losing control. Yeah, and if that's yeah. the only reason is not having as much power given to the NCAA, then to me that's a reason for. Oh, oh without because, a doubt. Because, I mean, when you have an agency that does a horrible job, I, I don't want to keep their power. I want to limit their power. Yeah. The NCAA? The, this, do a bad job? I, I, I almost feel like schools would be against it because... Pardon the pun, but they're old school and they fear change. Yeah, I just wondering what and, side the schools would be on. And to me, again, if if that's the only reason, then who cares? If they have a legitimate reason, I'd love to hear it. Uh huh. But you know, the only thing they could institute, and this might be a good thing, is okay, fine. You guys want to make this money? That's fine. But the minute you stop going to class, yeah, and not make your grades because of this, you are. You're out of school. Well, that's and, now and again, that's up to the individual only, school, like not, it always should have been. But but not only are you losing your scholarship, you're going to lose the money that you had. Well, they can't do that. To make they can't do that. Well, can't like, do they what? could do the potential money. I mean, just because they wouldn't be playing for that school anymore. No, I'm just saying yeah. they could just, they could kick them out of school if they don't maintain. Well, a, sure, but then that's up to the agency that was paying them to 
take the money away or no, or no, the agency's them. not going to pay him because they're not going to be playing anymore. Well, sure, but, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is it could actually benefit. Yeah, it could help the, the schools to a point where if a kid's going to get a hundred thousand dollars from, let's say, a car dealership, just for the heck of it, um, trial prior. <laughs> but if and he decides. Because he's getting this money. Well, you know what? I think I'm just going to skip class or I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to maintain my grade level. And the school says, you're done. You're out of, the, you're out of this. Well, guess what? The, the, that car dealership is no longer going to offer that kid money because it, the only reason he's offering the money is because he's playing. Uh, you're right. That's I all just, I'm saying. I said it could actually turn out to be a I win-win. I think that that will be like all things are with college sports where it will depend on the school how much they focus well, on. Well, I think it depends on the student. Yeah, well, it also depends on the school, though, as to how much they focus on that. Some schools don't care if a kid goes to class or not, or, uh, you know, if if a player goes to class or not. Some some don't care. They will forfeit anything to make sure that their students go to class. We're actually agreeing. My point is that it could give the colleges an opportunity to have stricter guidelines, actually. It could, but then... uh, uh, like many things, the stu- the potential players will just some players will pick the schools that are more lenient. And there will always be the high school senior who doesn't want to go to Michigan, Stanford, Northwestern because ooh, that's just they really make you go to class at those schools. I I, I don't I don't think I want to deal with that. I think I'll you know try somewhere else i there will but then there will always be the student says no i want that you know right. that higher standard so i just all i was saying when i was saying it wasn't as much of an issue is that schools already do that to some degree some schools focus on that more than others and that's really up to the individual school all right well uh, we're gonna go ahead and stop it there but Good discussion, you guys. We can go ahead and um, we can touch on this maybe some other time down the road. Um, because it's not it gonna is, end. <laughs> it's not going to end. Absolutely not. But we're going to go ahead and take another quick commercial break. This is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. This week's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Gosh, Johnny, playing in the cave sure is neat. Oh, boy, a kitty cat. Sassy, the kitty cat's yelling. What, Sassy? It's not a kitty, it's a bobcat? Speaking of cats, you like to stress the importance of adopting cats from animal shelters? Over five million cats go into animal shelters every year? Millions of healthy cats to choose from. It's a shame more people don't adopt from shelters. This bobcat's heavy. Help, sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, nuts! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile. And that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier. That the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund. Because a mind 
is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Once upon a time, old Scrooge sat down before the fire. Ah, humbug. With great astonishment, Marley's ghost came through the heavy door and passed into the room. <gasps> what do you want with me? You will be haunted by three spirits. I'd rather not. To read A Christmas Carol and other books online, go to www.read.gov. Explore new worlds. Read. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Lickless for the Majors Live Sports Updates. Uh, Terrell Pryor's lawyers wanted Ohio State to make it clear to the NFL that his client could not return to the Buckeyes. So Ohio State not only declared its former star quarterback would not have played at any time during the 2011 season, but also banned him from any contact with the school's athletic program for the next five years. In a letter from Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith dated Tuesday, Smith said that Pryor was ineligible because he failed to cooperate with NCAA and Ohio State investigators. He said then added, The university must also disassociate you from its athletic program for a period of five years. That means that Pryor can have no contact with recruits or enrolled Buckeyes, cannot accept complimentary tickets to home games, and cannot use the team's athletic facilities. In other news, the agent for Vincent Jackson says that the San Diego Chargers receiver will sign his non-exclusive franchise tag on Friday as soon as he allows he is allowed to do so. Agent Neil Schwartz said Tuesday that Jackson will earn nearly $11 million this year. He says the six-foot-five receiver has been working hard and is in good shape. In 2009, Jackson set personal best for catches with 68 yards with 1,167 and touchdowns with nine, and earned his first trip to the Pro Bowl. He missed the first 10 games last season in a nasty contract dispute. Also, with the lockout over, the NFL will return to London for its fifth straight years. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will play the Chicago Bears at Wembley Stadium on October 23rd in the fifth regular season game in the British capital. The game was in question because of the lockout. The two sides announced a 10-year labor deal Monday to end of the dispute. The Bucks will be in London for the second time in three years, having lost to the New England Patriots at Wembley in 2009. The Bears beat Dallas Cowboys in a 1986 preseason game at the old Wembley Stadium. For that and other news, please check out themajors.net and stay tuned. The Majors Live will be back in a minute. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 70 of The Majors Live on the majors.net or grouty.com. It's day two. It's almost day 2246 in the search for Tim Shovel Day. If you're just kicking the last tail end of the show with us, then so far you missed us talking about doing the rapid round, rapid fire round table discussion. We talked about Tiger Woods and X Tiger, or hopefully future Tiger Brandon Inge. Among other things, we did a lot of talk about the NFL lockout, discussed some Ohio State garbage, 
and we crash the off-season net with Aaron Eggemeyer. Uh, we also uh, actually just kind of threw in an audible and talked about Michael Rosenberg's article on paying NCAA players. A definite, a great article you should definitely check out. Um, join us tomorrow night, grouty.com or themajors.net for Detroit Grouty Radio. Coming at you at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. We're going to have PSP on. He's going to be uh, talking about some of the Grassroots Gaming Expo, uh, you know, things that are going on this coming up weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, he's going to give us a preview on that, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, discuss some of that. And we will be introducing the Monkwin, who will be live in studio <laughs> with us. Here's your host of the Majors Live, Adam Hernandez. Um, we are also in... Uh and our regular um, kind of schedule things here for Inside the Huddle. So we're back to a weekly show now that the NFL is back. So you can catch us uh, this week, this Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on themajors.net, grady.com. And um, we're going to be discussing more about the, about the NFL lockout that's over. And by that time, too, uh, free agency, teams will be able to sign their players. So we're going to have plenty to talk about finally this week. It was definitely a struggle for me to... Uh, to get some of those shows together with uh, even at even on a even on a biweekly schedule, so I'm glad that the NFL is back for that sake. So uh, make sure you check inside the huddle out as well uh, this Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on themajors.net or grouty.com. Um, we're gonna go and get our bitches and badasses in for this week. Uh, Tip, you're a leadoff man in this, like always. Go ahead and take it away. Uh, my bitches this week, to me, it's simple. Uh, it's the United States Congress and the United States Senate. It's I'm ashamed uh, of this country right now, I tell you that. Or my government, I should say. Um, nothing more needs to be said about that. My badasses this week, I have two of them, actually. Uh, Chris Draper and Chris Osgood. Very cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's grow. <laughs> um, you know, bitch this week. Despite the fact that we're all supposed to be happy because of the lockout, quote unquote lockout, I like uh, like Licklis's description of it as a publicity stunt a little bit better. But uh, my bitch this week is the NFL, the all-encompassing NFL, everyone involved with it, for putting us through this garbage for the entire off season and just driving everybody crazy. It's like I didn't even get like kind of like Adam said, kind of like Tip said, I. Depends on if your glass is half empty or half full. I disagree with both of them, and I agree with both of them. It was just, it was just annoying to have to listen to their crap and not have a typical and a, you know a break yet in off season for the NFL. So the NFL, you're still a bitch, even though you figured it out. Badass, uh, you know, tip already said it. I was gonna go with Chris Draper, Red Wings forward. He's a he's a really good player. He's a lot of fun to watch for a lot of years. He had a very good career, and. Uh, he was kind of a badass for a lot of years. Yeah, I'm going to go with you guys. Osgood and Draper, total badasses, had two phenomenal careers for the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, just you can't say enough about those guys, what they what they did in helping us win as many uh, Stanley Cups as we did. My bitch is very similar to Squirrels. I'm going to go the other end. The, the news media surrounding it is my bitch because they reminded me of like when O.J. Simpson's civil trial came around when everyone was like, oh, yes, we got another O.J. trial. And that's how they act. The headline on every newspaper on Monday morning was, the NFL is back. And my only question was, I didn't realize it had left. (laughs) 
Nice. Uh, my uh, my bitch this week is the Ohio State football coaches, or not the Ohio State, the state of Ohio high school football coaches that are going to partake in this ridiculous um, stunt to honor Jim Tressel by wearing a uh, by wearing a shirt and a tie because he's such a stand up guy. Did a lot for them. Um, this guy is a dirtbag. This guy's a scumbag. Uh, took advantage of some very, very impressionable kids at the time because before then they were kids. Um, <laughs> and I mean, this guy, and like I said, we, I've said it before. I know Tip said it before. This is a guy that I respected prior to all of this. And it's, he just turned out to be a, a total utter dirtbag and uh, for these guys to honor him is, is is just ridiculous it's very bitch worthy in my opinion um my uh my badass this week is uh is the detroit red wings simply for being able to get chris draper for a dollar and people think that's a joke we were like oh you know that's just a figure of speech they didn't really get him for a dollar. no they literally got him for a dollar from the winnipeg jets and if you listen to uh if you listen to uh, Extra Innings tonight, which you better, um, <laughs> look, listen, Squirrel, we're be discussing a little bit. What's what's the best thing you ever got for a dollar? I'm sure. I'm my guess. It, well, actually, if, if Artifact was here tonight, I'm, I had I have a feeling his would be something from McDonald's off the dollar menu. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the case too for Squirrel and Linkless. I don't know. You'll just have to listen when extra innings comes around at about ten thirty-five tonight um, on the majors dot net. Um, I'm trying to remember, but I can't remember her name. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best thing Tip ever got for a dollar was probably a car, right? Back in the, that's what they used to cost. No, actually, right. probably the best thing is when Prohibition came in. Like, it costs a dollar for a drink. Oh, for. <laughs> For a case of beer. Right? And I was going to say earlier, even then, but the, the only good thing about back then was that uh, you just saw how happy my girlfriend was when she found out she could vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't get to do this last week, though, but we're going to do a little bit of fact or fiction. Um, this week, uh, I was able to hold this over a little bit since we weren't able to get to it. I didn't have to change anything because... None of this stuff is really outdated, but I'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, in American horse racing, the Preakness is the oldest out of the Triple Crown races. Is that a fact, or is it a fi- or is it fiction? That's fiction. Fiction. Tips is fiction. I say fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it is fiction. Um, obviously, the Triple Crown is the Preakness, the Belmont, and the Kentucky Derby. Um... The Preakness was, uh, let's see here. Actually, you know what? Preakness I'm sorry. The Belmont is the oldest. The Belmont is the oldest being first run in 1867. Preakness is the next one up, yeah, uh, first run in 1873, then the Kentucky yeah, Derby. Yeah, the Derby's one year, old, one year older than Preakness. Yes. So, yes, you guys, you guys are all right. Belmont's the oldest. Preakness isn't. Um, Satchel Page was a Major League Baseball player who set a record in the 1940s for being the oldest rookie player. Fact or fiction? Squirrel, take it away. Fact. <coughs> sure, fact. Fact. Uh, that is a fact. Page was a pitcher and played in the Negro Leagues prior to being signed by the Cleveland Indians in, <coughs> excuse me, in 1948 at the age of 42. 
He uh, wow. won an undocumented 2,500 games in the Negro Leagues, then went 28-31 and 31 in the Major Leagues over six seasons. He is in the Baseball Hall of Fame as well. Damn, he played. Wow. That's... Yeah. So he played till he was 48. <laughs> yeah. Right? Dang. Yeah. That's Ricky Henderson, man. And they actually thought, and I'm not kidding, they think actually that he was older than that, that he actually lied about his age. Oh, really? Who yeah, was... The rumor was he was probably like 52, 53 when he was still when pitching. Wow. Tip, who was insane. that? Who was that? Who was that guy that played for the Atlanta Braves? It was really, really old. He just retired not too long ago. Oh, he was uh, the Belliard? No. No, it wasn't Belliard. Not talking about not the dude who's playing for the Phillies last year? Franco? Jamie Moyer? Yes. Franco. Frank, uh, yeah. Oh, Julio Franco. Was it Julio Franco? Yeah. He was 48, I think. 46. Yeah, like Jamie 40. Moyer for the Phillies last year was what? He's still pitching. Is he still pitching? Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. I have Julio Barely. Franco's rookie card at home. Do you? Yeah. Yes, dude. <laughs> it's from like 85 tops yeah. or 86 or something yeah. like that. Uh, That's awesome. Liglis's favorite guy here, <laughs> Lou Holtz, was the first NCAA head football coach to lead six different college football teams to a bowl game. Fact or fiction? Go ahead, Liglis. Fiction. Yep. Six? Six different six? college football teams to a bowl game. I'm going to say fact. Squirrel? Yeah, I think that is a fact. I hope it's not because I hate that guy. Well, you guys are right. Nicholas is wrong. Holtz is mostly noted for for his Notre Dame for you know taking coaching the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. She took Arkansas, yep, Arkansas, Minnesota, North Carolina, South Carolina, William and Mary, and finally Notre Dame to bowl games and destroying the majority of them in the process. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Wade Boggs was a superstitious was a superstitious person. Who used to draw the symbol of life in the dirt before every bat? Fact or fiction? Squirrel, go ahead. Fiction. Fact. <laughs> I'm gonna say fiction. I'm yes, fiction. That is a fact. Wade played 18 seasons with with 11 in a Red Sox uniform, five with the Yankees, and two with Tampa Bay. Um, he was a fixture to the to at third base most of his career. Known for his love of chicken, he engraved the sign of life um, in the dirt before every single bet, regardless of what the umpires thought. What What is the sign of life? What does uh, that mean? What is it? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's the symbol of life. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Oh, what it's that a is. thing from the Lion King. Is oh, it? the circle? Oh, the circle of life? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the famous shoes with the brand name of Adidas and Pumas actually began as the same shoe company created by two brothers. It was Carl Lewis who helped the company take off with new orders after winning four gold medals for the United States. Fact or fiction? Facts. Nicholas says facts. Tip? I'm going to go fiction. Uh, let me flip this coin. Tail fiction. <laughs> fiction would be right. Uh, Jesse Owens was the one that actually uh, helped. Oh, damn. Wow, that was a, long, a lot longer. Yeah, sticking it to Hitler in the yeah, 30s. I should have thought about that. That was 684. Uh, yeah, that was kind of Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> retarded. Um, in Super Bowl one in January 1967, the second half of the game began with a kickoff. However, the kickoff was not allowed and had to be re-kicked because NBC was not ready to broadcast the second half. <laughs> Fact or fiction? Tip was actually probably watching that. So fi- I'll go fiction. Last. Fact. Fiction? I'm going to go fact. It is a fact. Both Idiots. 
both the CBS and NBC television network simulcasted the game on January 15th. NBC had not finished their halftime commercials at the time of the kickoff and frantically called the NFL higher officials at the game to explain their ordeal. So the NFL decided to re-kick the... Uh, re-kick That's because there's still two different leagues back then. <coughs> they had, yes! They had not merged yet. CBS did the NFL games and NBC did the AFL. Even, oh, even really? at Super Bowl one? Yeah, I believe yeah, they had merged yet. I thought I think yeah, you're yeah, you're right. You're right. I believe did Super Bowl one decide which league they went with? Didn't the winner like No, no, it's that's how uh, it actually fact or fiction. They did <laughs> They did not merge, I don't believe until 1970. I think well, that was that was the competition too. I mean, whoever won the Super Bowl, you I mean you get you get you win the Super Bowl and you get bragging rights for your Oh, yes. Your, oh, absolutely. For your uh, Okay, okay. Too. That's cool actually. I mean, not not how now where the American That's why it was such a big yeah. deal when you know the Jets beat the Colts. That's Okay, that's what made you know John Namath. John Namath. Oh yeah, no doubt. And then they merged. I believe they merged in seventy. That's crazy. Um, the term hat trick was first used in the sport of cricket in eighteen fifty eight. Then was adopted in other sports. In the National Hockey League, it was Bobby Hall who set a record for the fastest hat trick in nineteen fifty two by scoring three goals in twenty one seconds. Fact or fiction? Ah, uh, there's got to be something false in there. I'll go fiction. Yeah, fiction. Fiction. You guys are right because it was Bill. Sinkio, who won, who got the fastest hat trick. Um, was Bobby Hole playing in 52? I don't uh, That's actually what set me up. I thought he started in the, like, the late 50s. I don't I believe be he was, no. Um, I'm going to skip around here. I like this one here. Dom and Joe DiMaggio were the first brothers to share the outfield on the same team during a Major League Baseball All-Star game. Fact or fiction? Look, let's go ahead. Uh, fiction. I, no, actually, I believe it was um, the two brothers, Honus and Bonus Wagner. <laughs> it was the extra Wagner they picked up afterwards. So, so I'll go fiction. It's a fact. That is a fact. That's awesome. <laughs> Joe, was, Joe was a career Yankee while his brother Dom was a career player with the Boston Red, Red Sox. Sox. Very, very good player, too. Not as good, though, as his brother. No, but he was a very good player. <laughs> Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. What, the I'm f- sorry. What what team did they share the outfield with? Okay. All star. All star. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I was confused at first too. I was like, well, this makes no sense. Uh, the last one we're gonna do. The Montreal Canadiens were the first NHL team to win five Stanley Cups. Fact or fiction? Go ahead. Tim. Five Stanley Cups in a row. Just five Stanley Cups as an organization first. In the uh, in the in the NHL. It's got to be fact. Yeah, I would think it's fact. Fact. It is fiction. Is it really? Toronto? Nope, it is the Detroit Red, Wing- Red Wings won their fifth Stanley Cup in 1952. No kidding. No kidding. The key phrase in there was the NHL <laughs> because when Montre- when the Canadians Maroons. won it, well, no, they were the Montreal Canadiens were still the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. but when they won the Stanley Cups before that, it wasn't the NHL. So the Red Wings uh, were the first team to win it bastard. in the NHL. So it's kind of a trick question, but anyway, not kind of totally. Well, I, thought was, I thought that's why I asked in a row because they won five in a row at one. <laughs> um, anyways, though, um, quickly, though, because we are running out of time here, our fan question, are you satisfied with Roger Goodell? Or what's your what, – I like I like rephrasing this a little bit. What's your What's your approval rating of Roger Goodell as an NFL commissioner? Yay or nay. Yes, yay or nay. Squirrel, go ahead. Take it away. What do you think? God. Um, nay, I guess. But, yeah. I'm going to go with nay. 
I, I don't. I'm not one of those people that's ready to blame it all on him. But um, no, I, I don't much like the guy. Yeah, nay, I guess the guy's a dick. Maybe you have to be a dick in that job, but he's a dick. I am not a big fan of Roger Goodell personally, but I think as a commissioner, I think he performs his duties very well, and he does what he's supposed to do in protecting the owners and the league. So that's I have so I have to give him a yay. All right, though. Well, we'll go ahead and get into our thirty-second drill here, brought to you by Twin Galaxies. Um, make sure you go check that out. Um, we didn't have a we didn't have a podcast yet for the Twin Galaxies show. Not yet. No. Not yet, Not no. Yet. But we, we will. Be coming soon. Yep. If, you, if you haven't watched uh, the last one, it's uh, definitely still up there. Check it out, TwinGalaxies.com, or uh, find us on Facebook. Let's go ahead and throw out another one out there. Bonus Life again. Bonus Life, Extended Play. Uh, like that on Facebook as well. A new movie coming out soon. Check that out, please. It's going to rock. Absolutely. Um, 30 Second Drill, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Uh, if you haven't heard yet... Of course, the first thing that we hear about when the NFL comes back, once free agency starts, who's the first name we hear about? It's Brett Favre. Um, there is speculation going around that he may be the backup quarterback in uh, in Philadelphia, backing up Michael Vick. Um, how much can you put into this Brett Favre Philadelphia speculation that's going on? Like, let's go ahead. I don't even want to talk about it, but. It's Brett Favre, so I, I, I would put money on him coming back. That's what this dumbass does. So, yeah, I, I would say it's probably 75% true, yeah. I, would, I, I don't look forward to, once again, complaining <laughs> about him playing in the NFL this season. Or not playing in the NFL. Go ahead, Squirrel. Uh, yeah, I, I, I put a ton into it. I, I, I don't want to care about it. But, um, yeah, I, I do. Um, I had said last year on this show when... He uh, supposedly retired for good. That I wouldn't believe it till week nine of the of the season he wasn't playing. And so, no, I absolutely don't doubt. I, I I would venture to say he probably will try to come back. Whether it's in Philadelphia, I don't know. Also, I the only problem, the only speculation I have with this is I don't think he could be a backup quarterback to anybody. Who broke the story? Um. Bunch of, but I, I first, I first heard about it on Fox Sports. I'm gonna say, um, probably because of wishful thinking. I'm gonna say there's nothing to this story. That's it. Okay. Um, I, I won't be convinced until the first snap is has happened. The first regular seasons. And you guys are probably right, but I'm just hoping that. I mean, this is the same thing. He, God, I hope it's done. The only reason why he does this is so he doesn't report to training camp. I think so he, he must be to... very unhappily married or something. He needs to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think he's just obsessed with his own fame. Oh, really. I agree. And I think probably his wife's like, just get the hell out of here. Yeah, please. I mean, I, I, I tend to think that he uh, he just wants to be in the news. Whether I mean, I almost wonder if he welcomed the uh, Wiener texting story just so he could be back in the news. You know, I, I really... I really think he's that kind of guy. Um, this is one I wanted to get to a couple weeks ago. Uh, with the NBA lockout happening, I mean, it's going to be a lengthy lockout, we're assuming. Um, probably next season's going to be pretty much gone, if not all the way gone. Um, with that said, uh, is the NBA going to have more trouble competing with uh, with 
leagues overseas, like the Euro League, which is uh, which is a pretty successful league in, uh, in not only Europe, but in, in Israel, in Turkey. Um, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Tip. Take it away first. You know, if the NBA locks out for a long time, and it's a good possibility they will because it's a totally different situation than the NFL was. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have a problem with the foreign leagues. I mean, these guys got to make a living, and they got to keep their game sharp. And uh, so, I, the, to me, the answer is, you know, it's, it's an obvious yes. But, uh, you know, once the NBA opens back up, uh, they'll come back. But, no, that could be a problem for them if it lasts a long, long time. Lickless? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, the fact that as many players are already getting offers and are just going over there, I mean, the interest is there. And like you said, these leagues are popular. They're not popular over here because we have the NBA, but they're really popular. They're far more successful than the KHL, which you'd think it was the opposite because of how much news the KHL we give over, that we give the KHL over here. But those, these European leagues are huge. Well, people don't realize this, you know, like – in Turkey, Turkey is a thriving economy. You know, these countries are very thriving. We just, as Americans, don't realize it. They have their own economies, like we do. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and their and their own media outlets, right. like we do. Well, they they spend money responsibly too, not like the KHL. They just goes out, yeah, wildly spend money to uh, you know the players. Go ahead, scroll. Last yeah, one. I, I hope so. Actually, I yeah. I, ho- I hope it competes with it. Personally, uh, I mean, basketball is my favorite sport. Um, but I think the NA, the NBA is crap. I, I think it's garbage, and I don't mean the style. I don't. I don't mean the the game on the court either. I just mean the league in itself, the way it's run, the way it's officiated, the way uh, the the way they allow the players. The, the inmates run the asylum. And personally, I hope this hurts the NBA because my loyalty is to the game of basketball, yeah. which I love, not to the NBA, which I think is garbage. Um, I, I, I totally agree with you, Squirrel. I mean, that's very, very well put. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch basketball. Whether, I don't care. If, if the Europeans are hosting it, good. I hope maybe they'll do a better job than we did. Um, Give them a shot. The media recently selected the first uh, Big Ten championship game, their, their preview of it, um, between Wisconsin and Nebraska. I just want to get your guys' thoughts. What do you guys think of their selection? Um, go ahead, Squirrel. Take it away first. It's hmm, good prediction. I, I don't I don't debate it. We'll, we'll see what happens on the field. I mean, I, um, I can't argue with the prediction, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion either. I mean, it's a, it's a ways away. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. It could be interesting. It'd be cool. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to argue with them because it, it's a pretty good guess, but it is just a guess after all. Could I see it happening? Absolutely, because both teams were – really good last year so i mean i it's a guess but sure yeah it's completely plausible it's not like they're saying indiana's playing northwestern or something like that i mean i still don't know the division so that could be the wrong thing but whatever yeah it's a good guess no i like i like it uh wisconsin's got the new quarterback coming in from north carolina state and if he's all that everyone says he's going to be wisconsin could definitely compete for a national championship this year and Nebraska. I want to say that. I think the only <laughs> other uh, team, really, other than Nebraska in that division, is uh, I think Michigan State can definitely contend. Mm-hmm. They got a very, very good team coming back, and uh, but Michigan State has a habit of stubbing their toes. But I think I think Wisconsin, Nebraska, Michigan State, Ohio State are uh, the cream of the crop still. 
He do. I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that before, Tip. But that quarterback that went came over from NC State. You know why he left NC State? This is totally stupid on NC State's part. I can't believe I did, that. I did hear why, but I can't remember. Because the coach didn't want him playing baseball also. This, oh, no, that the, isn't. Okay. That's, that, because, I mean, you got to have a guy with this talent, you know, playing for your college. And NC State, I mean, it's not a huge, it's not a huge football co- college by any means. But they definitely got a guy that's very, very, very yeah, capable. He, Wisconsin had a very good I, I can't believe that the athletic department let that coach get away with letting this guy I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, Adam. That, just, that's just ignorant. It I is. Mean, plus, there's no reason to think that players have been successful in both in the past. I mean, and they should be happy to have a player of that caliber that they don't typically get. Well, the two big ones, obviously, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Sure. I mean, those guys were, I mean, obviously they were better in one sport than the sure. other. But Kurt Gibson, don't forget him. Oh, Kurt Gibson, yep. Um, but you, know, you, know, you know what's funny about Wisconsin, though, is that, you know, you look in the last, last 10 or 12 years of the Big Ten, and it's always Ohio State, obviously, and, you know, Michigan always gets their kudos, but, Quite frankly, the second best team in the Big Ten over the last 10, 12 years has been Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Year in and year out. And mm-hmm. I think this is this could be their year to possibly play for national championship. Except last year. Michigan State was the best team. <laughs> oh, Michigan <laughs> State, you're right. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin. On the road. So you can't take that away from them. By 10. Yep. Um, anybody have a last call? Yeah, actually, got a quick one. This is Go ahead. sort of a goofy thing. but uh, I was checking out. It was I, I can't remember. It was I was probably on Yahoo uh, Sports or whatever. But there's this sport called Sepak Takro. <laughs> it's oh, it's huge over in Asia. I guess it's ridi- ridiculous sport. I think the headline of the article is this: the hardest sport on earth. And basically, it's three against three. You're on a badminton net, and you have like a, this hacky sack type ball, but it's played like volleyball. The catches you're only allowed to use your legs, chest, and head. So it's just these people doing bicycle kicks over this volleyball net. It's really entertaining, but you're like, it's so stupid looking, but it's awesome at the same time. It's so ridiculous, but it's it's all it means is kickball. <laughs> it's you know it's Thai word or whatever, but so S E P A K T A K R A W. It's really entertaining and also incre- incredibly. Impressive watching these guys just <laughs> kick this ball back and forth to each other over this volleyball net. And you're like, how the hell is the ball not touching the ground? It's ridiculous. Tip, did you have a last call? No, I think that'll do it for me. All right, squirrel. You know, I, I don't even need my full 30 seconds, but um, that's cool. Just Tiger Woods is, and this isn't necessarily a criticism of Tiger Woods as a person. I've done plenty of that, and I don't take any of it back. But Tiger Woods, I could see becoming the next NFL lockout where. Uh, the media just insists on talking about them. And I really think that we as media and we as sports fans really need to just say to Tiger Woods, um, when you feel like coming back and when you think you can perform, please do, because we all want to see that great player again. But till then, can we just please ignore Tiger Woods and, and what he's doing? Amen. Amen. No shit. Amen to that and a lot of other subjects. Yep. Um, that's going to do it this week, though, for... Uh the Majors Live. Make sure you catch us next week. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Same place. TheMajors.net. Um, also, make sure you check out Grouty Radio tomorrow night. 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. PSP. Lots of good stuff going there. Um, like I said, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Grouty.com. TheMajors.net. And also, um, Inside the Huddle will be back this week again. 10 a.m. Eastern Time on TheMajors.net. So for Squirrel, 
Legolas Tip. I am Adam saying have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned for uh, extra innings coming up next as well. <laughs>